praise the name of the Most High God. We glory in your presence, Father. We glory because we know we don't belong to ourselves. We were bought with the price, and that was with the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And because of his blood, we reign. We have victory. We can praise and worship your precious holy name, and it brings us out of all trouble. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name. So, Father, we continue to worship and to celebrate in your presence. And let your presence be known today like it has never been known before. Touch the souls that are broken. The souls that have been wounded and have become hardened. Touch them, Jesus, so that they can come into the light, the light of Jesus Christ and the light of truth, Father. Turn those hard hearts back to a heart of flesh. Bring your children home. Those who are on the outside trying to work it out, trying to fix it, that they can't accomplish that goal. But if they come in the inside, all they have to do is call out your name and say, I trust you, Lord, and you will work it all out for them. Don't let them be deceived any longer, Father. And if there's deception among us, I thank you for your spirit to come to wipe it out in the name of Jesus, where faith resonates, prayer lives, and love is divine. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. So it's in Jesus' name that I trust that you will continue to show me the things you want me to see. So when I speak, Master, will be only those things you want me to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a, a, a prayer that I want to pray out of this book because it coincides with the message today. I thought I was going to open up with that. And um, also out of the word for today. So I'm going to go with how the Spirit leads me. Prayerfully, I will accomplish all that is in my spirit to be accomplished. Um, and I just want to say that um, I got this message, at least the, the title and the theme of this message, when I was in Florida. And the title is Overcoming Faith. And I got it on August the 16th because I got it from this prayer book when I was doing my devotion and the word came to me only to come home on Tuesday night and come to Bible study on Wednesday and both classes the 12 noon class and the 630 class and the presenters Renette Gibson presented the 12 noon class Claudette I know she knows where I'm coming from <laughs> Claudette Moffat mm-hmm I was given the 630 class and it all fit right in with what God had spoken to me on August the 16th in Florida amen, amen. so this tells me that God builds upon his word 
He says, line upon line, precept upon precept. And if he's building on a particular subject, that means that we need to hear with our hearts and not just with our ears Amen. and our heads. We need to hear with our heart because the Spirit of the Lord has come to bring a special message to his people. And that's how he delivers us. That's how he frees us. And that's how he gives us peace. Amen? So um, we're going to 1 John 5. <laughs> Let me read the devotional just, just in case you think I'm lying. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to be super spiritual. <laughs> okay. Especially those of you that were at class. On August the 16th, in this little special book, and I have to always say this about this book, because this book was given to me by Denise, who got it from her ancestors. <laughs> and, and it just blows me away that you actually gave me this book <laughs> when it's an heirloom, okay? But it's precious, and I had to have it rebound in order to use it, because it was falling apart, and you can see the pages are all yellow. It's just that old, amen? But it's, yes, and it renews me every day. Praise the Lord. So the title of this devotional that day was, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And when I read that, I'm like, it was like something just pierced through me. I'm like, whoa, I can't leave that. So that's when I began to, uh, after I, I have finished reading that devotional, I began to study and seek God as to what are you saying to us? I'm going to read that statement again. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Okay, just think on that, and we're going to get further into that. But this was the, the devotional for the day. Almighty and most merciful Jehovah, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who art worthy of the praises of all the children of men, be pleased to hear our prayers this day. Holy art thou, and may all thy creatures worship and adore thee. May we who dwell in this house truly fear and love and trust in thee above all things. We bless thee for all thy goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of thy dear son and for the Bible, the revelation of thy will and grace. Our lives, though unworthy, have been precious in thy sight. Thou hast provided for our bodies every needed blessing. Thou doest feed our souls upon the bread of life, so long as we humble, our, humble and seek salvation through Jesus the Messiah. Continue thy blessings to us. Overshadow us with thy mercy. Empty us of all pride. Forgive our sins. And plant thy word in us that we may bring forth fruit by patient, continuous, and well-doing. That's something we need to learn to acquire. Patient, continuous, and well-doing. Be patient in well-doing. Well-doing is when nothing special is happening and nothing bad is happening. Nothing ain't happening. <laughs> so we think, okay? 
graciously deliver us from sickness, fire, want, and trouble. Help us to lay to heart thy fatherly chastings that we may judge ourselves and amend our ways. See, God will chasten us. Don't think you're supposed to just have a good feeling all the time. Because if you do, you don't belong to him. He chastened his children. These and all needed benefits we ask only through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, okay, let's go to 1 John 5. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 12. And then we'll come back and dissect each verse. And it says... Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. Now remember this verse because this will help you to understand when a person is actually born again or not. By this we know that we love the children of God whom we love when we love God and keep his commandments. But this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. I just had a thought. When it says not by water only, but by water and the blood, it, I thought about natural birth. Natural birth, when it comes through a woman, it comes through water. You know your water has to break first. And some of you women looking at me like this is news. <laughs> Your water have to break first, and when it breaks, then comes the fetus. But it was begotten through blood because the semen of a man is compiled of blood. And that's why it becomes a covenant between a man and a woman. And that's why God said, that is for married folks because you don't want to make a covenant and tie up your soul with just every Joe Amen. and bring children in the world Amen. and then don't understand why they act foolish. Amen. Okay, all right, the sidebar. Uh, <laughs> verse 7, for there are three that bear record or a testimony in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these are three Three are one, and there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in or as one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God have the witness in himself. He that believeth not God have made him a liar, because he believeth not the record or the witness or the testimony that God gave of his son. And this is the testimony. This is the witness. This is the record that God have given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. This is so rich. I just pray that I can deliver this the way the Lord wants it to be delivered. But okay, go back to verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot, begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. This verse points out two important tests that proves one is truly born of God and that you are a child of God. See, when we were created, we were creatures of God. But after, after being born again, have accepted Jesus Christ and your Lord and Savior, you're no longer just God's creation. You are now a child of God. You are a son of God. And that son is not gender, it means covenant. Amen. Amen. And so we become children of God. And when we believe in Jesus as the Christ, which is the power of God, because of his powerful anointing, that's what Christ means, a powerful anointing. It is not his last name. It describes who he is and what he's capable of doing the Messiah, who God sent to redeem us from the original sin in the Garden of Eden. And I'm going to read something concerning that. As a believer, we must know deeper than unbelievers and recognize the people of the proper terminology and recognize the proper term, term, terminology that declares truth and not false beliefs or unbelief. What do I mean by that? You hear people make, make certain statements and, and you just assume that they are children of God and no longer God's creation. Like people talk about God. And because they talk about God, oh, they know God. Atheist knows God. That doesn't determine that they are followers, children of God. Amen? This is why we need to be careful about what we receive. And then when people act spiritual, you think they are part of the family of God. No. There are other spirits that are unclean spirit that copy their counterfeits. Counterfeit money, if you don't know what the real money looks like, they can be passed off to you as the real deal. And that's what these unclean spirits are like. They're counterfeit. And, and if you're not in tune to the real deal, <coughs> excuse me, you will accept what you're seeing and hearing as the real truth and the, and the real expression of the Holy Spirit operating. Okay, y'all be in prayer because I'm going to step on some toes. But we cannot be changed and come up to the level we need to come up if I can't speak the truth to you. Amen. Amen. I know I don't get up four day in the morning to prepare to make you feel comfortable and, and like me. So what we need to understand that the original sin that was in the Garden of Eden is now what we are born into when we are naturally born. That's why there has to be a rebirth to change that status and to give us a way out to escape what originally from that sin is going to promote in our lives, okay? Now, um, uh, I'm going to go over to 1 John 4, 
And I'm going to read uh, verses 4 through 1 to support this, this theory. And John says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereby you have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. We know that the Antichrist spirit is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So John is telling these new believers, don't receive everything you hear right off. Try it. God has no problem. That has nothing to do with unbelief. God has no problem with us trying those spirits with his spirit to be sure that you are following and walking in the spirit of the living God. And he says that one way that you can tell <coughs> when you, uh, uh, whether or not the spirit is right is to, to ask, did Jesus Christ come in the flesh? Because, see, that's something that is hard for people to embrace. And false religions may say Jesus, but they refer to him as a prophet or a man, but not as the Messiah, the Savior that came to save us. And his life was the, was the life that redeemed us from sin. So as long as they just think of him as a natural man, he is not a Savior. Amen. And he's no different than we are. So there's no power in that. And, and so we need to understand the different terminologies so that we know who we serve and we know how to defend the faith. Not only to defend it, to stay in it, but to awaken to the people who are, are blinded by lies so that they can come into the spirit of truth and be saved. Yes. Amen. Amen. So it is important that we study to show ourselves approved, not for the intent of teaching and preaching, but for the intent to be discipled into the truth that will bring us uh, deliverance and victory. Amen. Amen. I mean, I am so fed up and sick of Christianity that is all about who you think you are and what you think you know. And to flaunt it, but don't really know who you are deep inside. And so as a result, the enemy comes and beat up on you, whip up on you, and tell you a bunch of lies so that you are in and out, in and out of the spirit. You have your good days, and then you have your bad days, and then you have your days that just wipes you right on out. We are going to have hard times. We are going to have some challenging times, but they are not supposed to take you off your course. They're not supposed to cause you to cross all the way over to a, 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 a spirit or a place of darkness that you can't even see your way. And it's like, God, yeah, I love you, but... Amen. 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 Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. 
Because you see, as a believer, you can be a believer and not be strong enough, mature enough, developed enough, you're underdeveloped, to recognize false language. Okay? And you'll go along with it until somebody comes and, and, and open, up your lo- open up your eyes. Okay. So, now, that's one point. The second point is, is that, oh, we're back into First uh, John 5. Okay. That we know that we're born of God when you love God and, and you learn to love one another. You can't love God and not love his children. We seem to do each other worse than we do the people out in the street. And you really think that you got rights to sit up and, 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 and talk about and be angry and be upset with God's children. They're supposed to be your sisters and brothers in Christ. Do you know you are so far out of order? But that's why I hang with them on the outside, because they're real. Really? Really? Oh my God. See, that's why Satan can beat us up because those kinds of things open the door for him to come in and have his way. And you don't understand why all hell is breaking loose in your life. But you open the door. You open the path for that. Just with your thoughts and the things that you're seeing. Good news is you can close those doors and return. Amen? So you, you have to love, love God and love his children. You cannot love the father and not his children. Amen. 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 So when you truly believe in Jesus Christ, you will be characterized by love. Yes, hallelujah. And this can only happen by experiencing the spiritual birth that comes from God. There is a spiritual birthing that comes from God. It does not end at the door of salvation. I believe, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and that's it. No, it's more. You've got to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to teach you, develop you, lead you, guide you, protect you, and do the things that you cannot do in the flesh. Because now you've been born by the Spirit. God is a Spirit. You've been born by the Spirit. In order to follow the Spirit, you've got to walk in the Spirit. Not in the flesh. Amen. Now verse 2 says, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. God's commandments is his word and his law, which is his nature. See, you, you, you know, human beings can be so foolish. We want to separate God's commandments from God. So if, the, if his commandments is his nature, then when we fail to obey his commandments, we sin against him first. And we offend others. We say, well, I sinned against somebody. You have offended them. Who you've sinned against is God. You think God ain't in this picture. But as a believer, oh, yes, he is. So you, the first person you have 
sin against is God, okay? Because we have failed to walk in real love, the love of God. Everything pertaining to life and death is in his word. His word, the law, his commandments, and anything contrary to this truth is corruption. Anything contrary to this truth is corruption. Okay? So don't come up with, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, God knows my heart. And he understands me. You know, what you're trying to do is reduce him down to your level. Well, if you're going to reduce God to your level, you don't have nowhere to go. When we're supposed to be striving for perfection, that means we got to come up to a higher level. When we make statements like that, that's why we can be easily deceived. Because we've opened the door for deception to walk in. If you have sinned, own it. Admit it. So God can come in by his spirit to help you to quit it. Because you cannot do it by your flesh. It only can be done by the spirit of the living God. So you don't have to make no excuses. You know what? It it baffles me. Why are you going to make excuses to the person who created you who actually know your every thought? (laughs) And you go, well, see, God, you see, you understand, you know. um, All you got to, God, I've sinned. Help me. I'm sorry. I don't want to do it again, but I don't know. That kind of honesty allow him to come in and awaken your soul so he can help you to overcome. Only the truth will set you free and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Not religion, not church, and definitely not what you feel and believe to be right. See, that's the other thing. We think, because I thought it, it's right. It has to be right, because I thought about it. That's that pride. Okay? (laughs) There are three great temptations that we face in life that Jesus overcame in the wilderness. So that should give you some hope. Because there's nothing that we can do that we cannot overcome through the spirit of Jesus. Now let me tell you what these three temptations are. The lust of the eye, the lust of the mind, and the lust of the flesh. And all three were challenged in the wilderness by Jesus in his human nature when Satan came to tempt him. So that means every temptation in life that we're going to face come under one of those three categories. And if Jesus has already overcome, then that is our way out. Now, those temptations are present because of the sin in the garden. Okay? And that's exactly what happened. I want to read out of my uh, 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 Jewish Bible that particular... um, temptation that happened. Uh, Okay, in the Garden of Eden. 
It says, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, the desires of her old nature or the flesh rose up. Okay? Now, um, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she saw the tree as something that can make you wise. Remember, God says, you will know both good and evil. Okay? And she took of the fruit and ate it because she saw it desirable for something that she could eat to feel good. So you hear how those three things are challenged. These are our weaknesses. What we see with our eyes. What we ruminate over in our mind. And what we desire by our flesh. It is the root cause of all sin. Okay? Now, we were born with that. So, don't let your pride have you falsely believing that you are a good person. The Bible says there's nothing good but the Father. And you ain't even right until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And then you don't even come into the full understanding of that righteousness until you begin to read and study his word and apply it to you. He has marked us righteous, but we don't always walk and operate in that righteous state. Amen. Amen. But the good news is, though we were born messed up, (laughs) full of sin, succumbing to the things of the world, there is a way of escape out of it. This is why you do not reason life out. We, we try to reason our think, ourselves out of certain situations. You don't have to reason. All we must do is go to the Bible and seek out the answer. You stop. See, that's the, the problem. We have allowed intellect to overpower the power of Jesus Christ. Okay? So what you really need to do is, is to seek to know the answer by going to the Bible. And let me tell you, prayer is the beginning of your seeking for God to reveal to you what you need to know out of his Bible. And I say it like this, because there's too many of us who think that your prayer life is so powerful, all you do is just pray, and the first thing that you hear, this is God. Well, let me tell you, the enemy also know how to pray, P-R-E-Y, on your prayers. And you need to know that you know that what you're hearing is coming from the Spirit of the Lord. I just read, he said, try the spirits with the Spirit. Because the enemy knows the word, but he also counterfeits it so it's not just right. But when the Spirit of the living God, you seeking him to know the truth, he will give you the understanding. That's what the Holy Spirit is for, to give you the revelation and the understanding of what his word is speaking to you at the time. So don't be deceived and be caught up. Don't let your pride catch you up in a place that you can't hang. Amen. And you can't. 
because that's why you're in and out and, you're dis- and your spirit is disturbed and you don't know what's going on. You can't even explain about what's going on with you because you're so jacked up inside. When you seek God through prayer and the prayer is lead me in your word, Father, to show me what I need to read to deal with this, okay? And, and the Holy Spirit will lead you right where you need to go and give you directions. You don't go by feelings. Feelings are fickle and they change just like the weather. And this summer we've had a real dose (laughs) of fickleness. (laughs) Amen. So don't depend on your feelings. Trust God by his word. I like to go to the word to see if my feelings are right. I asked God a question when I was when I was preparing about something to say. And and it's a good thing. It wasn't evil or wicked. See, this this is this is where we get jacked up. It's because we think it's it's just plain and blatant. It's just good and evil. Mm-mm. Satan deals with the good and he mixes it up, twists it up, and give it to you the wrong way, the wrong timing to keep you off course. And so what he gave, what I first heard was from the word. Okay? And I said, Okay, is this from you, God? He says, "Mm mm-mm. And he gave me a different version of why I needed to speak what I was going to speak. You see what I'm saying? Well, the first thing I heard was word, and it was good, and I could have just went with it and missed God, and somebody needed to hear something that he was telling me I need to say afterwards that they wouldn't have gotten because I'm following the flow of Satan. Why? Because he don't want you free. He doesn't want your eyes open to the truth. And so if I just kind of glorify it, make it sweet and feel good so that you just leave out here happy but still messed up, still bound, because when I come with the truth, it makes you uncomfortable. It makes you uneasy. And sometimes it offends you and make you angry. And then till you go home and then you cry out and pray and ask God about it, then he'll confirm to you I was right. And you think I don't know when you're upset with me. Because I just keep on loving on you just the same. Because, I mean, come on. I know God's going to wake you up anyway, so why bother? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, I pray that I get through all of this. I have not even put a dent in this message. Okay, Um, maybe two parts, three parts, whatever. Uh, Verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Hmm. It isn't grievous because we have the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about believers. We have the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and to comfort us. So uh, rebellious believers who follow their mind and not the word and unbelievers who do not have the Holy Spirit cannot follow God's word. Do I need to read that again? Okay. Rebellious believers who follow their mind and not the word, 
And unbelievers who do not have the Holy Spirit cannot follow God's word. Okay, as a believer, even when you don't understand and God's command goes against your desire, when you obey and follow it, you will have great peace. You may not get what you desire, but God's peace will offset your will and you will be fine. Amen. 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 Uh, I'll read a couple of scriptures or verses to, to support that. Uh, to hold your place and let's go over to the book of Proverbs. Just a couple because there are so many uh, verses in the Bible, in the Old and New Testament, but the book of Proverbs, so many of them in there that will support that theory. Proverbs 4, verses 4 to 6, and, and Solomon is saying, He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words. Remember the word is his commandment and his law. Okay? Keep my commandments and live. Don't turn away from them. Keep my commandments and live means don't turn away from my commandments. Okay? Five, get wisdom Get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, wisdom is a female pronoun. Women, that means we're supposed to have some kind of wisdom. <laughs> and she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. So even when you're not getting what you think you want, if you stay with God and his wisdom, he'll make you at peace with what he's giving you, and you'll find out you're not suffering from lack because what you want wasn't going to satisfy the need that you actually have. Amen? Okay, let's go over to chapter 3 in verses 1 through 6. My son, forget not my law, another word for the commandment and the word, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. In other words, don't blow it and miss it. <laughs> Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of, the, of thine heart. Now he's telling us to do what he told us in Deuteronomy. We're to do with our children. Amen? So that they're there 24-7. Amen? Verse 4. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. In other words, that good understanding is high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. And in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. In other words, he shall make your path smooth and straight. So you don't miss out anything because you didn't get what you thought you wanted. Amen. 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 Trust the Lord in all things. Verse 4 of 1 John 5. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Every believer born of God can overcome the world. Why? Because Christ has overcome this world and this world's evil. And in him and through him, we do overcome and are victorious. Okay? Now, I got a lot of scriptures to deal with this. You please be patient with me because I need to try to get this out. Okay? Let's go over to John 10. John 10 and uh, verses 28 through 29. And this is Jesus speaking. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Amen. So you don't have to worry. God has us, and Jesus is telling us that. And, and, and when, since we have eternal life, that means that when this uh, uh, clay, this body decays, we still live on with Christ. There is no end. There is no death for a believer. Amen. You need to die to the world while you're living in it. And that's the only death. Amen. Okay, uh, let's go over to uh, 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he have, he have done, whether it be good or bad. Okay, so we are able to overcome that that is bad. So that's why we're going to be judged about what we've done when we didn't use the, uh, what God has given us, the ways of escape that God has given us to overcome the evil. Because, you, you know, have you ever heard an unbeliever tell you, well, what kind of God would send you to hell? Yep. Yep. Not supposed to make you feel bad that your God will send you to hell. A just, just righteous God who know no sin and has given us every way possible that we don't have to be overcome by the sin. Amen. Yes, your butt is going to hell. <laughs> and you cannot put me on no guilt trip about my Savior. <laughs> okay, uh, now uh, let's go over to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have victory through Jesus Christ. Yes. No matter what the situation yes. is, no matter what we're facing, <coughs> we have the victory yes. through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, stay in 1 Corinthians. We're going to go over to chapter 10, which is one of, one of my favorites. And chapter 10 and read verses 13 and 14. And it says, There have no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Now, let me go back. It says there has no temptation taking you. That's how King James said, but it means overtaking you. Amen. Okay? That is common to man. These are sins that is common to each individual. Amen. But God is faithful, 
who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Well, isn't it interesting that he will tell us how we can escape stuff, but free from idolatry. You know, idolatry is your own self-pride. That you think you know it. Because we're going to be tempted. But he says, I have given you the ability to overcome those temptations. And those temptations that are coming to you, they're coming to your personality. Oh, glory. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's, 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 let's talk about this a little bit, okay? <laughs> See, that last verse in that scripture is, is for those who has fallen or have fallen, who's falling or have fallen prey to the common temptation. Those temptations that are part of who you are, your personality. That's why you just say, well, that's how I am. That's who I am. Those are the excuses that you make for fallen behavior because you refuse to acknowledge it is sin and it's wrong and God delivered me from it. So, so therefore, the temptations that are coming are common to that messed up personality. Are y'all with me? Therefore, we're easily tempted by that. But even though God said, I made a way of escape, you don't have to succumb. And even if you do, you don't have to stay up under the pressure of it. Because I made a way of escape for you to come up out of it. And he will not allow us to stay in a place that we don't want to be in. Because he says, I will not tempt you beyond the borders of your limitation." They're not beyond the borders of our limitation. And see, when we stay there, that's because you become enamored or driven crazy by sin, which blinds us from the escape route that the Spirit has prepared for us. Are y'all hearing me? All right. Appraisal. When you are overcome by them common temptations is because you have been enamored or driven crazy by sin. It is sin, those temptations that you have succumbed to that represents your broken character is sin. And you have become enamored by that sin or driven crazy by, that's what sin does, it drives you crazy. Okay, by that sin, and therefore you are blinded to the escape route yes, yes. that the Spirit has prepared for you. Because uh -huh. uh -huh. exactly. He does prepare a way of escape for you out of every given situation. All you got to do is ask and look for it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay, all right, um, um, we're back to 1 John 5, and, and I'm going to read verses 5 through 8 and sum them up together. 
It says, who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record or witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Hallelujah. Now, I, 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 we can just really do a series on those verses right there, okay? But I'm going to try to sum this up. Here, John gives us three infallible witnesses to prove that Jesus is God. And when he operates in our lives at a time of need, he's t showing you, I'm God. Amen. 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 See, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River when the Father spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. Y'all got that? Jesus shed his blood on Calvary's cross for the redemption of mankind. The Holy Spirit bears witness to Jesus' life and resurrection. The Holy Spirit would draw us to the truth to allow us to receive Jesus as Savior and by our open confession of what we believe in our hearts and by water baptism declares that we are the sons and the children of God. Do you understand the witness that is being bared in here comes through the person Jesus Christ? Okay? Now, truth is in the word. Jesus is the word. But the word is above the name of Jesus. The word is above the name of Jesus. Do y'all realize that the word is the beginning? That's why your victory can't happen because you don't recognize the power of the word. You, you can call on the name of Jesus, but you better know the word. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. See, the word tells you what those names mean so that you can use them appropriately according to the battle that you're facing. And if you don't know the word and you call on that name, you don't have the power of that name because you don't understand what the name means and what the name can do. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Truth is in the word. Jesus is the word. But the word is above the name. <laughs> Power is in the name. Because Jesus has many names. Help me, Holy Ghost. See, that's why you need to understand the word, because his names show up in the word. And if you ain't in the word, you don't know the name. Life is in the blood of Jesus. God sent his word, which is the truth, in the power of his name, which is Jesus, to shed his blood, which is life, for mankind to have new life 
overcoming power, born again in truth and in spirit to overcome this world. Okay, let me read this again because I don't think y'all got it. I'm seeing some faces. I'm going to read it one more time. God sent his word, which is the truth, in the power of his name, Jesus, to shed his blood, which is life, for mankind to have new life, overcoming power, born again in truth and spirit to overcome this world. This is the kingdom of God. So we do not have to live in the shadow of fear and death no longer overcome by the lies of Satan, for we have been by the Messiah Jesus set free from sin and death. Therefore, we do not mourn as the world does or sorrow as the world does, which have no hope. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. We have life and abundant life in Christ. And when this body decays, our souls live on in and with Christ. Separation from this world is to be with Christ. That is our faith and our overcoming faith. And so you can be separated by your confession of faith to accept Jesus as your Lord or separated by death. You are an overcomer because you have overcome what had power over unbelievers and you are not under that influence and that power. You've been risen in a high place with Jesus Christ and you live and you live and you live on eternally. And if you need further understanding, you can read uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 to 18, that can help you even process this even more. The Father is the creator of all things, praise the Lord, that bears life. The Father is the creator of all things that bears life. The Word, Jesus, the written fulfillment of the Father's spoken word. The Holy Spirit, the revealer, of the mysteries of the word unto those who seek to know and understand the truth. And one who desires to be not only a hearer, but a doer of the word. Did y'all get that? Do I need to read it again? Because I want us free. I want to be free and I want everybody else to be free. Amen. The Father is the creator of all things that bears life. Bears life. It's a difference. So everything that you see, stop saying, well, why did God create it? All right. The word Jesus, the written, the word is Jesus, the written fulfillment of the Father's spoken word. The word is Jesus, the written fulfillment of the Father's spoken word. Okay, y'all got that. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of the mysteries of the word unto those who seek to know and understand the truth. It's also to one who desires to be not only a hearer, but a doer of the word. Okay? In the word, through the word, 
And by the word, we overcome the world's system, Satan's temptations, temptations and life's challenges. There is nothing that we face on this side of heaven that we have not been given the power to overcome. When we retreat, stand back from the fellowship of the believers in the house of prayer, that's this building and any building that says it's a church, prayerfully, because God said, <laughs> my house will be called a house of prayer, okay? So when we retreat, stand back from the fellowship of the believers in the house of prayer, that is Satan's deception to keep you from a victory that God promised. You will not see that victory until you break out of that prison and receive the full fullness of life from Jesus and bathe yourself in his word and then follow his word. You are not going to get victory because you've been born again, speaking with tongues, and you faithfully visit a building called the church. You are going to overcome because you recognize that what the word can do for you, <coughs> you come faithfully because you love God. <coughs> you don't show up when it's convenient or because you feel good about the people in this building, you show up because you love God and you know it is a place of prayer where you can get the breakthrough that you need to get and the change that you need to see. It is not about who you think you are in the flesh. It's about who you know you are in the spirit. And the flesh is going to lie to you, dictate to you, and tell you all kinds of stuff to make you feel good and fuzzy. But the word is going to open up a path of victory for you and open up your eyes to see what you cannot see through your natural lens, but through the spirit of the living God that will give you the victory that you need, which will then give you the peace that you must have in order to function and to realize God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And as a believer, not five-fold ministry, but as a believer, you have a responsibility to realize God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. You were not put here to feel good, buy a house, buy cars, wear clothes, have a man, have a woman. You were put here for his kingdom to be realized here on earth as it is in heaven. And you can't do it if it ain't in you. Help me out. Remember, you're battling against the lust of the eye, the lust of the mind, and the lust of the flesh. But God has given you the tools to escape that, to overcome that, to overpower that, and to dwell in peace, in unity, in fellowship, in love with other believers and overcome this world. And that's because you've had a new birth experience with Jesus Christ, not because your name is on the roster, but because 
you've had a new birth experience with Jesus Christ. And when you get a new birth experience, it's now your responsibility to be discipled and the knowledge of who Jesus is and all that he has done for us. But it begins first with the confession. If you don't know Jesus as a savior, you have the opportunity right now to pray the prayer and invite him to live in your heart so that you can grow in his spirit. And all you need to do is just repeat after me. Father, I am a sinner. I come to you today in humility, asking you to save me. Save me from myself and save me from sin. I believe you sent Jesus as the Messiah to allow me to overcome this world, sin and death, and to redeem me from the power of sin and death. I believe, I receive, and I'm thanking you for this salvation experience. Now, Lord, besides my gift of salvation, I need your Holy Spirit. Infill me with your spirit for me to walk this Christian lifestyle. I thank you, Lord. I am healed. I thank you, Lord. I am filled. I thank you, Lord. I am free. In Jesus' name, I have the victory. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the benediction. The Lord bless you. May Yahweh, he who exists, kneel before you, making himself available to you as your heavenly father so he can bestow upon you his promises and gifts and keep you and guard you with a hedge of thorny protection that will prevent Satan and all your enemies from harming you. May he protect your body, your soul, your mind and spirit, your loved ones and all your possessions. The Lord make his face shine upon you. May Yahweh, he who exists, illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you, continually bringing to you order so that you will fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose. And be gracious to you. May Yahweh, he who exists, provide you with the perfect love and fellowship, never leaving you, give you sustenance, provision, and friendship. The Lord lift his countenance upon you. May Yahweh, he who exists, lift up and carry his fullness of being toward you, bringing everything he has to your aid, supporting you with his divine embrace and his entire being, and give you peace. May Yahweh, he who exists, 
set in place all you need to be whole and complete so you can walk in victory moment by moment by the power of the Holy Spirit. May he give you supernatural health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfection, fullness, rest, harmony, as well as the absence of agitation and discord. And may you have traveling mercies as you leave this place and go to your next destination. And when you leave, tell somebody about Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord.